Ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We are excited to have you join us today for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you? Oh, Sherry, I am great. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Today's show is so close to my heart, Dee. I think it might even be part of the subliminal reason I wanted to start this podcast. Today's topic is about friendship. Or rather, why it's so hard to make friends, particularly as we get older, and why you shouldn't give up. We'll also talk about some ideas for how to make the process easier. So the opening question, really the name of this show, is why can't I find my tribe? Oh my gosh. I think that, you know, once you get out of like high school or college, it's very, very difficult to find groups that you fit into. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your coworkers and they're great, obviously, but um, it can be really difficult to find where you fit. Yeah, I I so agree with you. And I have found that to be the case for me, um, for sure. And I think um, I've read a bunch of articles recently about this specific topic and how hard it is for women as we get older. And, you know, I don't know. I know that for some people, they may consider it to be a bit of a stereotype about women being, you know, a little hennish, right? <laughs> we, I think the man made that up. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely think that that we're social creatures, right? Yeah. And all of us are. And um, I think that for me, you know, what I've seen is as I've gotten a little bit older, you know, through my 30s and my 40s and, you know, my friends from high school and college, we all kind of went and did our own thing, right? Right. Maybe that's what happens is we have our tribe and then we all go on our own way and we have to we have to find our place again. Well, I I kind of think of it. Okay, so yeah, we grew up, we may have gone to college together and then as we've gotten older, some of us have decided to have families, some of us have decided to have careers, some of us got married, some of us didn't. But what I find is that I have a bunch of different tribes, mm. you know what? So, mm. I mean, it's, I still have those friends from high school, but they may fit into a, a different group of friends, mm-hmm. you know? So I have my friends from church and we do specific things together. And then I have like my old, old, old girlfriend. <laughs> She's going to be upset that I said old, 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 but <laughs> <laughs> we won't name her, <laughs> but it's only because, you know, we've known each other for like yeah. 30 years almost. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably the most consistent girlfriend that I've had in my whole life. But then, you know, I have groups of friends that, you know, this is the person that I go and get my nails done with. And mm-hmm. this is the person that, you know, if I'm really, really upset, this is who I call. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I definitely think that that's the case for me. And, you know, one of the things I think is really important to remember is during these years, right in our thirties and our forties, I think this is when we need our girlfriends the most. Absolutely. Cause I think you mentioned, you know, like some people choose to go off and have families and some have careers and some have this and that, but, but a lot of us are like me and I kind of chose to do all of it. <laughs> And some of it I did all at the same time, you know? So I need my girlfriends something awful. I mean, I need them to help me know who I am. And, the you know, the world is such a crazy place. And there are so many um, 
people who will tell you who you should be. And I think we need our girlfriends to help us know who we are. That is so real to need your girlfriends to let you know who you are because, you know, I can, I can be a lot sometimes, but they're that, that close, close, close girlfriends are the ones that will tell me, okay, D. No, you're being a lot right now. Or I can bounce things off of and they're like, well, no, that's, that's, they can be honest with me and say, you know what, that's probably not the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think D, you've been some of that for me too. And times when I've thought to myself, like, am I, am I demanding too much? Am I expecting too much from other people? Am I drawing too hard of a boundary? And you've been able to say to me, no, you know, I think that's right. I think it's okay for you to do that. And you said something just in describing yourself, I can be too much. (laughs) And girl, I think that's just, I think that you, you are awesome. And I don't think you can be too much. I don't, I don't. So I think, you know, let's think about, you know, why it's harder. Why do you think it's harder to make friends as we get older? I I have my own opinions on this, and I bet we share some of the same opinions, but you tell me what you think. So my opinion is that you don't want to be that weirdo that, like, (laughs) go walk up to somebody, will you be my friend? Like, you know, when you, when I was in elementary school, it was easy enough. Hey, that girl over there, like, I, I like her shoes. I'm going to go talk to her. And you could just walk up and start talking and be like, oh, well, let's be friends. Yeah. But as a 40-something-year-old woman, I just, it, it would be very weird for me to walk up to someone and be like, oh, wow, I really like your shoes. Will you be my friend? Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and maybe it is that easy. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll get arrested. <laughs> no, no, I think you should totally try it. It's funny because when you were saying that, I was thinking about my son is four, right? Mm-hmm. And wherever we go, he makes a friend. Like, you know, when you're four, if you see somebody else who's the same height as you, you want to play with friend. them. Yeah, exactly. And I'll ask him sometimes afterwards, did you have fun playing with your new friend? And he'll say, oh, yeah, they were great. And I'll let, what was their name? He has no idea. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know, he just saw somebody who was who was in his mind at the same height. So they have enough in common because they're about the same age. <laughs> and he wants to play with them. And I, and I love that. And I think we can learn something from that, you know. I think some of the things that make it hard for me are, um, you know, differences in what I think or perceive of as life stage, right? Mm. Or differences, right? If I see people that I think are really different than me, I may not want to immediately go and like try to make friends with them. And and that's not about like, I think to me, it's a more fear of rejection, you know, as you were talking sort of the same thing, right? Yeah. About like, are they going to think I'm weird? I feel the same way sometimes about like trying to make friends with people who are a lot younger than me. And I'm, you know, in my forties too, but I have a very young child and most of my friends or most of the people that I know who have kids who are four are not 40, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they're like 20 something, right? Yeah. (laughs) So that can be a barrier for me. And I think, you know, busyness is another one. Um, you know, I mentioned trying to do a million different things and that's definitely my disease. <laughs> and being too busy can be a big barrier, right? It can be, but then, you know, everybody's life is busy. So yeah. what, what do you do? Like, yeah. what, is there something that you have to let go in order to foster those relationships with other women? Mm-hmm. Or, and what is that thing that can go? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Opportunity me, cost. Yeah. Opportunity cost for real. I don't, I don't, I don't readily make friends at this age because, you know, I have a teenage son, I have work full time, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, 
can be very difficult to find the time to say, hey, even to just go and get nails done, Mm -hmm. even to go and get like, I don't know, just personal care things done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's, yeah, you have to be really intentional, right? Absolutely. Well, you have to be intentional about everything. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. So what things have you tried? Have you tried anything specific to make new friends or you feel really happy where you are? You feel like you have a good friend group and you don't really look to expand that? I'm a little bit of an introvert. So. <laughs> <laughs> like my most recent friend I made maybe two years ago, and that was through church. So through yeah. volunteerism, um, volunteerism has always been a really big part of my life. And so yeah. um, I met her at church and we just kind of hit it off. We both like teenagers. We worked in the youth ministry and we just hit it off. What about you? What have you done? That's awesome. So I, I'm similarly, you know, I find that when I get involved in some group of something mm-hmm. I, I tend that's how I tend to make friends you know I'm not I'm not likely to go up to somebody and say hey I like your shoes let's be friends <laughs> although I, I think that's a great strategy um, I you know I, I definitely the last um, what I would consider good girlfriends so to me a good girlfriend is a girlfriend that I feel like I really connect with I click with I can talk with easily mm-hmm. I feel like I can be myself and be really comfortable the last girlfriend I made like that um, I met through my son's school so she's about 10 years younger than me, and she has a son that's about the same age as, as my son. Actually, they're two months apart, I think. So um, she's gotten to be a really good girlfriend of mine. And we met because I reached out to the other women. Well, I say women, but the other parents mm-hmm. um, in my son's class at the time and said, hey, I'm going to do some fun stuff this summer when the kids are out of school. If you're in town and you want to come, let me know. So did you set that up? intentionally to uh-huh. meet the other parents? Okay. I did. I did. I, I, I did it both so that my son wouldn't be bored and drive me crazy over the summer. <laughs> and that. Yeah. And also so that I would have the chance to meet some of the other moms and thinking that, you know, maybe out of that, I would make some friends with some other people who we could hang out together with as a family. Because I think for me, that's the other, probably the other barrier that, that keeps me from making more girlfriends or spending more time with my girlfriends is I want to also spend time with my husband and with my son. And and, you know, they don't want to hang out with me and my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Couple friends, that's a whole nother. <laughs> right? Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I think it's absolutely important. Um, the couple friends that my husband and I have are basically their family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like his brother and his wife and his sister and her husband, my sister and her husband. Um, we have a couple of couple friends from church, but we're not like close. Mm-hmm. The closest couple friends are our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's awesome that you have that. We don't have that opportunity because Chad has a really, my husband, Chad has a really small family. So he that's doesn't, right. is it just, yeah, he just has one them. sibling. Right. And, it, and none of them live in town. So he's, he's the only one here in the Atlanta area. Right. And so in my family, I have a lot of family, but don't have a lot that are in similar places in their life. So, yeah, so it's really, so for us, we do have some couple friends and, um, we adore them, but that, that sort of my impetus for making friends with some of the other mothers for my son's class was also about maybe finding some other families that we could spend time with. And then, you know, the boys can have their date and we can have our date, but we can also all hang out together and then the kids have somebody to play with and so I'm still scheming but so far I've made a couple of family well, friends like that. Know, like how that <laughs> works out because I'm like really looking for 
couple friends other than family for me and my husband and yeah. also for my husband to have yeah. the really close friends you know his closest friend lives oh god where is he I think he's in Canada wow and so they don't talk often and they have not seen yeah. each other and like 10 years um and I don't want to like pen a note to him and send him to work and be like he's He's very nice you know (laughs) so uh well I think that there I think that there are some things that are great for making friends and you know I think we've talked about some of them thinking about mutual you know where you have some mutual interests through church through school activities I tried mops, mothers of preschoolers. Yeah, that didn't really work for me. I think it Why works. Not? I don't know. I think again, the age thing for me mm. um, was a bit of a challenge, and and that's probably in my head. I think that's probably mostly in my head, but it's still a barrier for me. And so whether I whether it's my fault and I need to reshape my thinking or not, it's still so. It's when still you a say challenge. the age thing, what are you talking about? Them being younger? Than yeah. You? I guess it's because, you know, I imagine myself, uh, you know, in my 40s and trying to connect with women who are in their 20s. And I'm afraid that maybe we're not going to have much in common. And so that stops me. So it's a barrier that I think is in my head more than probably even in their head. Does that make sense? It does. And you probably have much more in common than you may think. Probably so. Especially Mm -hmm. since we have children who are the same age. Mm -hmm. I just kind of have this thing in my head, I guess, about thinking that, you know, the, the women who've got more life experience are probably going to be more inclined to be my friend and we're going to have more in common and enjoy conversation more. But the truth is that I have some friends who are in their 20s and they're smart and they're wise and they're a lot of fun and I really enjoy spending time with them. Absolutely. So it's a barrier that's in my head. <laughs> At the end of the day, okay, the, the, the thing is, the decision is the that it's in my head and I, and that's something that I need to work on. So I would guess that many women are probably in the same boat, right? Probably feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's all about that fear of rejection, right? <laughs> we think we're going to be rejected. Call the cops on this lady that's stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, really, okay, this is a this is a health podcast, right? We're thinking about emotional, spiritual, and physical health. What is it about this topic of friendship? Why is this important? What's Here's the so what question. So, so what? <laughs> well, there's a lot of research out there that shows that having community is incredibly important throughout our lives. There's some research that shows that people who have good connections, a community of people that they're connected to on a regular basis, not every 10 years, like you mentioned your husband, not irregularly, but actually connecting frequently daily or weekly um, really can add to our quality of life and it can add to our length of life. We can live longer and a big part of that is our connection with other people. Hmm. So... What about like an introverted person like me? Um, I, I wouldn't say that I connect with my girlfriends every day. Um, and I mean, I love them, but I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so am I getting the benefit, the, the mental, the emotional uh, benefit of connecting on a frequent, but not regular basis versus somebody that's, you know, talking to a girlfriend every day. I think that's a great question. And I think that that's probably a place, an opportunity for self-evaluation, right? Because we are all going to be different. We're all going to have different personalities. We're going to have different needs, different needs for connectedness. And that connectedness can happen in a different way based on your personality. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what you've described. I think that probably the question you need to ask yourself is, do I feel supported? 
Do I feel like in a time of need I have someone to call? Am I lonely more often than not? I think everybody probably struggles with lonely every once in a while, but I think that if that loneliness tips into or dips into depression, then I think maybe that's an, a, a sign that you need to be more connected than you are. And I think you know, the internet and social media can create real deficiencies um, in our lives in many ways, right? I think it, we can think we're connected to people, but we're really not. And I, and I think that deeper connection is what people need. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I grew up in uh, a military family, so I moved all over and have friends um, that live all over the world. And in a way, I feel connected to them because I, I've seen their kids grow up and I've seen um, marriages and graduations and things like that with people that I may not have physically seen in 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, but when it really comes down to it, there is very little connection. They may know my children's names. They may know my children's ages that I'm married, all these things about me, but I'm not necessarily really connected mm -hmm. um, with, with my internet friends. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, so I think that that is kind of where we are. Like what's the, so now what? You know, there was the so what, and now it's the now what, you know, and, and I think we need some tips, right? We need some tips for, for I'm making for friends, <laughs> but we also need friends, you know, some tips for keeping friends, right? So if you have friends in your life, you have to nurture those relationships. They don't just happen by accident. You know, I think that for me, you know, one of the things I think that can be a challenge, we didn't really talk about this is, is how busy we are with family and, um, building our career and those kinds of things. And, and sometimes our focus gets on that and we put a lot of energy on that. And, and rightly so. We should be focused on our family. We should be focused on building a career if that's what we've chosen. And then we have to also put some focus and some attention on maintaining good relationships. So I think, you know, some of my tips and you chime in and share what you think are some great things that we can do include um, take up a hobby, right? If you don't have a hobby in your life, you need a hobby. I think everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> you need something that's just for fun, right? And so a class or a club, is that something you would do? Well, I, you know, I'm actually going to start a new hobby in the, the <coughs> new year, but I, I'm not necessarily doing it to, to make friends, but more of just a self-learning mm -hmm. type thing. But, you know, maybe I'll meet somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then I think being open to friendships that aren't what you expect um, is going to be another great way to make friends. And, you know, just as we've talked about today, I think, you know, I have some preconceived perhaps ideas that are barriers for me and I can let go of those. And we could probably all do that, right? Right. So is there anything specific that you of the, you know, having a hobby, joining a class, is there anything that you're planning to, to do? Well, I mean, I think, you know, we're actually planning on starting a supper club at our house. Is that so fun? So I think that's amazing. <laughs> is this like where everybody cooks or? Yeah, yeah. I think the idea is to rotate. So I'm hopeful that that'll work out. We're, you know, we're still putting together our list of people we want to reach out to. And that's one way that we want to deepen some friendships and maybe build some friendships that we already have. Um, I think another way is through a local church, right? I mean, you mentioned church already, and I have some friends that I've made from church. I think that's a really good one. It's a good one. And then, um, you know, once you have those friends, stay engaged, right? Don't be the disappearing friend. 
So how do you do that? How do you stay engaged? Well, I think making making time. You know, you make time for everything else that's important in your life, and you got to make time for those coffees. You got to make time for girls' night out. You have to make time for you know conversations on the phone when it's when it's appropriate. You know, I think regularly reaching out is an important part of being a good friend. And I think also understanding that that making time for your friends is also in a way making time for it is in a way it is making time for yourself absolutely um, because if those relationships are are kind of fueling you and feeding you and making you feel much better um, emotionally then you know you think of it the same way or I'll try to think of it the same way that I do like my workouts that's what I do to to make myself feel good um and this is just another thing that I need to do to make myself feel good and to um yeah Oh, I think that that's absolutely part of self-care for me. It really is. I mean, I think I love my husband. He is, he is my best friend, but I have to have other relationships too. You know, I have to have the, he, he's awesome, but he's not a girlfriend. You know, he's not my girlfriend. I need my girlfriend. <laughs> so I actually have a goal for myself um, on the regular to reach out to at least one girlfriend every week, either by phone or by email. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's back to that intention. Yes. Yeah. And it is for me, it is that intentional. And I and I do it. And sometimes, you know, I'll call a girlfriend I haven't talked to in several weeks and just just say, I don't even get her. I get her voicemail and I just leave her a message that says, Hey, I just want you to know, I'm thinking about you today. I hope you're doing great. And you know, that the family's good and I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. And that's it. And I just, you know, I feel good about the fact that I reached out to her and it costs you nothing. It costs nothing. Mm-hmm. And I do it in the car when I'm driving back and forth to work or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I think that you have to be engaged. You have to be a friend if you want to have a friend. So I think that's a really super important part of, um, building those friendships. So thanks so much um, to everybody who tuned in and listened to the podcast today. Thanks, Dee. Thank y'all. Thank you, Sherry. Our next episode, episode three, is going to be how to feed yourself and your family healthy food that also tastes great. Because, you know, the taste is important. I like healthy food, but <laughs> if it, it doesn't taste good, I'm not eating it. That's right. Well, taste is king. And that that is a very common phrase for people who are in the food industry, and it is, it is that phrase for a reason. So things have to taste good. Even for me, a dietitian, if it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to eat it regularly. So D, here is the question of the day, the question we always finish the podcast with. What is one thing you're going to do to be healthier today? Well, today, after I leave here, I'm going to go to a store and see if I can find a sushi mat. (laughs) think that that's what me and my hubby are going to do for dinner tomorrow oh, I is make our it. own sushi. That's awesome. I love sushi. I think that's a fun thing to do to be healthier. I am going to try to get in my water because I can tell you I've probably had about half a cup of water today and I've had about three cups of coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to get some water in. That's what I'm going to do. I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are also being healthy. Take care. Bye y'all. Hey y'all, it's Sherry again. I just wanted to pop back on real quick and say thank you again for listening to this episode of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. I'm so excited that you're on this journey with us. As we build our audience and as other people start to listen in, I wanted to ask if you would help us spread the word. There are a few ways you can do that. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find those links and all the links from today's show on my website at southernfriednutrition.com. 
Also, if you like the show, please share it with a friend in whatever way works best for you. You can do that by social media or by text or by email. Finally, give us a thumbs up with a good rating to help other people know that this is a show that they'll enjoy listening to. Thanks again for tuning into the show. I can't wait to be with you again soon.